like oil upon your feet, like wine for you to drink. Jesus. The entrance of his word giveth light. The eyes of your understanding are about to be enlightened. Get set for the word which will change your world for good. Christ Palace, expressing his love, displaying his power. And now, Dr. Mark. Father, we thank you. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence, Holy Spirit. Thank you for what you do among us this holy morning. Thank you for what you tell us. We are ready to receive. We open our mouth wide to receive. We receive. We receive. And this holy morning, I reach forward into the very heart of my hearers, making eternal deposit. I thank you for that anointing that makes preaching easy and hearing a delight. Thank you that we are touched irreversibly. In Jesus' mighty name. Can you say, We are ready, Jesus? Say, Holy Spirit, we are ready. Say, Father, we are ready. And we receive of you. Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We look love for Jesus. The presence of Jesus is here. And the Father is here also with us. And the Holy Spirit is here with us. I want you to be very sensitive and open up your heart and your spirit to receive everything God has prepared for you already. Will you lift up your right hand? Say, I receive. Say, I receive of God. Say, I'm ready. I receive everything you have prepared for me. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Do you love Jesus? You see, Jesus holds a unique position in the universe. No one is like Jesus. When you read the Bible, you hear that he is the son of God and the son of man. What does it mean to be the son of God and the son of man? When we say son in the Bible, it talks about expression. So Jesus is the one who expresses God. No other being could reveal God to us. The Bible said the only begotten son, he had made him known. He had explained him. He had declared him. So Jesus came on the scene and showed us how God is. But not only was he the son of God, he was also the son of man. It means Jesus is the one who expresses what man ought to be. So when we say son of God, we are looking at Jesus and say, this is how God is like. Then that same Jesus stands and says, this is how man ought to be. Listen to me, anything less than Jesus is not what you were made for. Believe it. Jesus had been set forth as a propitiation. He's the standard. He's the measure for God and for man. He expresses all of God and all of man. Do you know why? Because God made man in his image and likeness. So when he comes, he tells man, this is how you, you ought to be. Then he's telling us that this is how God is. Because he already knows who God is. Because he's God himself. One day Jesus came on the scene and said, I and my father are one. Then they wanted to stone him. And, and he said, for all the good works I've done, which one do you stone me for? He said, for being a man, you make it yourself God. But they didn't know that he was not a man trying to be God. He was God trying to be man. That's John 10, 33. He said, you being a man, 
You are making yourself God. But he was God trying to reveal man who man was. The people who were trying to kill him and stone him was telling them that you can be like me. Actually, that's what you were made for. But you are living lower than your true essence. Now what we are trying to do in this season is not for you to get one thing. It's to have a mindset so that when you live, you are going to live like Jesus. Talk like Jesus. It doesn't matter where you have been, what you have never seen. You must live up to the standard of God. And there's power available. Love, everything available for you. And you want to tell yourself that you have only one life to live. And this life will be the full expression of God in man. Hello? The other day, I was telling a group of people that Christianity is not a religion. Okay? There's the religion aspect. The Bible says true religion is to give alms. So when you give alms and do ritual, that is religion. So there's the religious aspect of Christianity. But Christianity goes beyond that. Christianity is the expression of God in man. Are you with me? most of the time we have misrepresented Christianity and so most of the younger generation and the generations to come and even people don't know anything about Christianity they think that it's burdensome but if we told you that it is a call to be like God what can be better than being God I don't know which dream you have some people want to be stars and celebrities but we are talking about the God of the universe this is what you have been called to to express God. That is Christianity. God to express divinity. And I'm not talking to one or two people. I'm talking to just you. And as we go on this journey, I want you to follow. Don't, don't let anything distract you. Don't let anyone distract you. That is the power of the believer. That is the power of the Christian. Are you with me? Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 60. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 60, let's start from verse 1. There's power all over you. There is God's ability all around you. I want to create a hunger and a desire and a longing to be all that God wants you to be. Power! So that when you call, it will just manifest. Anything can change about you any day, any time. And it's not far away. It's right with you now. Arise and shine for your light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Arise and you shine. Your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. And gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee. And his glory shall be seen upon thee. He said the Lord will arise upon thee. Hallelujah. He's trying to say, God will sit upon you. Listen. Do you believe the Bible? It's the word of God. Do you know that it's possible for God to sit upon you? Because he has said it. He is not joking. He is not writing for fun. And he said, the Gentiles shall come to your light. And the king is to the brightness of your rising. When he says the Gentiles, he talks about all the other nations outside of Israel. Right now, when God looks at the world, he sees only three classes of people. Only three. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 32. 
there are only three classes of people in the world and you belong to one of them there's no other way around it now he said give none offense neither to the jew the first group is the jews nor to the gentiles nor to the church of god there are three classes of people the first one is the jews are you with me then we have the gentiles everyone who is not a jew is a gentile according to the scriptures everyone all the nations because when you study the bible abraham became the friend of god and from abraham was not a jew are you with me because jew comes from the word judah and abraham gave it to isaac isaac gave it to jacob jacob gave it to judah then from judah came the jews so abraham is the father of the jews but he was not a jew do you understand it but he was the one who made jewish possible because they came from his lineage are you here so god looks at them they are a class of people special then god looks at another group of people everyone who is not a jew who is a gentile but the plan of god is for another class of people is called the church of god the jew must come to the church and the gentile must come to the church so right now god's dream is to get the church so everybody in the universe either you belong to the church or you're a jew or a gentile when we talk about the church we are not talking about christ palace or methodist or first baptist we are talking about everyone born again who has come to the place the, who is part of the body of christ so either you are a gentile or a jew or the church of god now isaiah 60 is a prophetic chapter talking about the church the end time church are you with me so let's go there isaiah 60. he said in the last days what is going to happen is that for behold the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people but the lord shall arise upon thee who is the d the church now he says something will happen and the gentiles shall come to the light don't forget the church is here the gentiles are here so the gentiles will come to your light you are the church the gentiles are coming to your light and he said and the kings to the brightness of thy dawn when he, the word kings there he's referring to the jews because when you read exodus 19 verse 6 the plan of god was that the jews they will be a kingdom of priests so that expression there is saying the gentiles will come to your light the church the light of the church and the jewish too will come to the light of the church are you here now god runs a calendar the same way the united states runs a calendar they have an economy believe that god has an economy let's take this matter seriously this is what he wants to achieve don't think that it's for preaching sake he said what he meant and he means what he says and he's saying that what he's trying to do in our day is that all the gentiles they are going to see the light of the church and all the jewish people who don't believe in jesus they don't believe that he can be their messiah they are come to run to the church as long as our light will shine they will come are you here with this understanding begin to understand that you are a magnet you are a divine magnet to attract souls to god because of your light wherever you go everything must come to you and everyone must come to you because you are a divine magnet now next verse he said lift up your eyes run about you and see 
all they gather themselves together they come to thee thy son shall come from afar and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side one of the things you have to learn to do as you walk with god is learn to lift up your eyes and see the word to see there is to when translated in the Septuagint is to see with the eyes of a prophet to see to see literally is to see beyond with the eyes of a prophet to see one of the things you must practice working with God is learn to see your future learn to see your life learn to see what God has said revelation is when you see what God has said so your life 10 years from now it has not arrived but before it arrives you see that what God said about you has happened and you are watching it as a movie you are painting the pictures till you see it in HD high definition are you with me maybe God said you'll be a millionaire and you sponsor gospel crusades before you arrive there sit down and see don't just wait say, okay it will come it won't come until you see it Genesis 13 verse 15 God wanted to bless Abraham and he said Abraham come turn look to the land look here then look here he said as far as your eyes can see the extent of your vision determines the extent of your possession for all the land which thou seest, it's not the land God wants to give you it's the land you see that you own are you here the life the glory the realm you don't see you will never enter there the blessings you don't see you will never get there that is why you have to sit down take time off and see and see the reason why we confess is that where's help with sight hello where's the help with sight the moment i say rice you see you just saw rice how did you see rice right now you are not thinking about rice but when i said rice you saw rice you see he added I didn't say jollof, but the moment he saw rice, he added color to it and became jollof. <laughs> some, some people too, when I said rice, they made it around and became rice balls. <laughs> Alright, some people added water to it. So, what do you have to learn to do? Some people are already eating. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? So, what do you you do with words is that the reason why you speak the word and we confess the word is to help with your sight are you with me so the reason why you have to talk for example god told you uh you're going to have a great marriage and you are sitting there thinking it will come no you have to see it how do you help your sight by speaking it i have a great marriage how does a great marriage look like Maybe you have never seen a great marriage before. Go and get a movie with a great marriage. Go and get a picture which looks like a great And see it. See it. The power of sight. I think I thought about it on Periscope. What you see is activated inside you. In the same way, what you want, look at it. Look at it. One day I preached this on Bear Lion several years ago. And I mentioned a billionaire's name. Then this young man, so smart, he went to print a picture of the billionaire. From that day, anywhere he goes, when they prophesy, they prophesy money to him. And that's what, why? Because what you see is, a, this is how God lives. And because you are God, the only way to get the God kind of resource is to lift up your eyes and 
see. Say, I see. Say, I see. For all the land which you see, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. When Abraham looked, he saw the whole world. God said, take the well. That's how come God has given the whole world to Abraham. Some of us must decide to look at Atlanta and say, Atlanta is mine. I take Atlanta for God. I take Houston for Jesus. I take my nation. What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? Take time off and see. Write it down. Paint the picture and see it with precision. See it. It works. Bring the picture of what you see. It will happen. It works. Are you with me? So he said, lift up your eyes, run about and see. All they gather themselves together. They come to thee. Thy sons, they come from afar. And thy daughters shall be next at thy side. Verse 5. Then thou shalt see and flow. Now the first scene was the vision. But now what he saw has come to pass. He said, then you shall see them flow together. And thy heart shall fear and be enlarged. Because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. And the forces of the Gentiles shall come to thee. When he said the forces of the Gentiles, he's, he's talking about wealth. He said the wealth, give it NIV. The wealth of the Gentiles. Listen to me. One of the things God is going to do for the end time church is the power of wealth. Don't let anyone change your mind that the poorer the holier. For, for you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth on the seas will be brought to you. To you the riches of the nations will come. The riches of the nations will come. Why? Why? Because of the gospel. Zechariah 1.17. Do you know why? The kingdom of God will spread not through prayer. It will spread through prosperity. Who said that? God, not man. Hello. Proclaim further. Okay. Cry yet, saying, that saith the Lord of hosts, my cities, who is talking here? Talk to me. Who is talking? My cities, through prosperity, yet be spread. God, the way to spread the kingdom and the gospel is not through prayer. That's what prayer will do. That's what fasting does. But when we get to this place, they didn't look at us and say, wow, it's free. If we want to go to a village and organize crusades, they will not look at you and say, oh, you came with a gospel. Free tickets. Free crusade grounds. No. The gospel was spread through prosperity. Somebody said, Jesus came. He was not talking about money. No. Jesus had women. One of them was the wife of the financial secretary of Herod. The wife was uh, Susan, the wife of Chusa. That's how come Jesus was not taking offering. Because the women were giving him offering all the time. Are you with me? No. But the point of the matter is, you are not just going to be, why do you want to be rich? Because of the gospel. Why do you want to read? So that I say, I have 20 cars. And so what? Because very soon you will die and they will not bury you in even the little car. They will leave all the cars behind. And somebody you don't know will take the car. And... But why must you dream and see wealth because of the gospel? Because by one, by one message, by one act of goodness you do to someone. Are you, are you here with me? And... Don't 
let anyone talk you out and say it's, it's bad don't have too much no it's a prophecy of god it must happen Amen. yesterday when i was talking about people owning hotels i left the service one lady came to me said two weeks ago god was telling her that you should believe god for a hotel this is what god wants to do with us begin to dream and think that way now isaiah sorry isaiah 16. thank you jesus are you here with me verse 5. then that shall see and flow together and your heart shall fear and be enlarged because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee the force of the gentiles shall come unto thee verse 6. the multitude of camels shall cover thee and the dromedaries of median and ephah all they from Sheba will come and they shall bring gold and incense and they shall show forth the praises of the Lord. What is he talking about? When we talk about the camels and the dromedaries, they are young donkeys. Alright, and he said they are of Midian. The Midianites in the Bible, they were known to be merchant men. So when we read Genesis 37 verse 5, a group of them bought Joseph. When they put Joseph in the pit, the Bible said, and the Midianites were coming along and they bought Joseph. They were merchant men. And God is saying that in this era, he's going to bring merchant men to the church. That alone should make you activate your mind and position yourself for God. Now, don't forget that we talk about apostles and prophets. We have apostles in the church, then apostles of the marketplace. And I want you to get to the place where you receive that grace not just to hold a microphone but to change your world to impact your world are you with me and he said all the flocks of kida shall be gathered together unto thee the rams of nebaioth shall minister unto thee who are these keda and nebaioth they were the two firstborn sons of ishmael genesis 25 verse 15. they were sons of ishmael verse 10. and these are the names of the sons of ishmael by their names, according to their generations, the firstborn of Ishmael, Nebaioth, and Keda, and Ab, Adbeel, and Misam. Now go back to Isaiah, verse seven. What is going to happen in our day is that there is going to be a move of God. We must believe it. All the flocks of Keda shall be gathered together unto thee. Don't forget, we are talking about the church. The Gentiles are coming. The Jews are coming also. The rams of Nebaioth shall minister unto thee. They shall come up with acceptance on my altar. And I will glorify the house of my glory. Verse 8. Who are these that fly as a cloud and as the doves to their windows? My coil upon your feet Like wine for you to drink Jesus. Dr. Mark has just deposited into your hands the truth to your glorious and best life ever. Meditate on these things, give yourself wholly to them, and your progress and success will be evident to all. Connect with Dr. Mark at www.thechristpalace.org or email Dr. Mark at cpimhouston1 at gmail.com. And best of all, come hear the man of God live as you worship with us at Christ Palace International Ministries, 15152 Bel Air Boulevard, Houston, Texas, 
77083. 